Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things. But can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. So glad you could be with me today. Uh, obviously, I'm going to ask you, have you subscribed to the podcast? Hope you feel you have. Um, if you have, I appreciate it so much. And uh, I, I hope that you enjoy these times together. Uh, don't forget, on Wednesdays, we have the Table Talk, where I do my best to invite wonderful guests into the program to share their stories and a little bit about their journey and a little bit about um, things that they've learned along the way. And I believe that it's a great way for us to connect with one another. And then on Fridays, it's just my time to come in and try to share with you just a thought or two from a scripture for that week. And that's what today is. It's not going to be a long podcast, but I do want to share it with you and and just uh, tell you a little, you know, a little thought or two that I had based on my study and reflection of this week's text. Before I do that, let me just remind you, if you haven't heard, or maybe you've heard and you just hadn't done it yet, if you want to learn how to uh, interpret and apply scripture better, I want to help you with a free resource. It's a, it's a worksheet, and in that worksheet, you're going to get nine steps to understand and apply scripture better for yourself. And, you know, it, it's not great detail. It's not going to be very um, difficult for you. You can actually go as deeply into the process as you want. I call it the tornado method. 
But, um, you know, that's up to you, but it's going to give you at least a framework to help you begin to better contextually and properly look at Scripture. So if you want that, um, just go to my website. There's a link to the website in the show notes. And at the very top of the page, you can see it there and grab it. Okay, so that's a worksheet, absolutely free, and I would love for you to get it today. All right, let's move on today to the text. It comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 38 through 42. Reading this, it says, Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. All right, my question for you today is very simple. Is your Christian walk, is your Christian experience a job or a joy? Is it a job or a joy? Now, let me just quickly set this up a little bit. You know, Jesus has been traveling. He's gone through, there's a lot of things he's done thus far. Contextually, I'm not going to go into all the details, but if you look at the scripture itself and look around it, you'll see what's been going on in a bigger picture. But Jesus makes his way into this village. He goes to the house of Mary and Martha, and um, he's taking rest with them. And um, this situation is that uh, oftentimes you read stories about people coming to Jesus and, and, and the people come to him in need or adoration and spending time with him. And, you know, even those that by society's standpoints were misfits, they would rush to Jesus. There was a draw about him. They, they, they felt a connection with him. It says a lot about Jesus and the person Jesus was, his character, his ministry, his lifestyle, his, his love for people, his compassion his um, welcoming spirit that he had in his earthly ministry. People were attracted to that. Now, in this story, you got a sister who's trying to be the good host. You know, you've been to a house before and somebody's really taking care of all the details, making sure all the glasses are out and all the plates and everything is out and all the food and taking care of everything and making sure that uh, to be the perfect hostess. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Even in this case, there's nothing wrong in caring for the needs of others. But it's more about the attitude than it is the behavior. You see, this sister was doing all this work, and she was jealous of the other one for not doing the work. It was about a jealous spirit. It was about, okay, comparing ourselves to somebody else. I'm doing all these things, Jesus, and that person over there is not doing any of this stuff. How is it fair? How is it fair for me to be doing this for you and them not doing it? How is that fair, Jesus? Come on. Stop her. Make her help me. And I love Jesus. He says, you know, he's basically saying, look, this work is going to be here. But I'm not. I'm, my time is short. 
spend this time doing what's right, what's best, and that is spending it with me. Which just got me thinking about this whole idea of job versus joy. And 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 I asked myself this question, like, you, a person who has to be in the church every single time the door opens and is there for every committee and is there for every meeting and blah, blah, blah. As a pastor, you're going like, yeah, we need those people. And I get that. But you know what? That's a job where a person might be doing all those things. And yet that same person might not be spending any quiet time with God. They might be doing all the work, all these activities, all these church functions, all these church little things that have to be done, sure. They might be doing all of those things, but at the expense, perhaps, of spending some alone time with Jesus. So in that case, I would have to say faith, the Christian walk, is becoming more of a job than it is a relationship joy. Here's another one. We have so many people today defending Scripture as if it is their job, calling other people out on their understandings and their interpretations, and, you know, they become the Scripture police. And yet, I have to ask myself, how many of those same people are spending quality time in the very book in which they are trying to police? How many of them are studying Scripture? Or are they more concerned and spending more effort and time defending Scripture rather than spending time studying it and praying over it and learning from it and allowing it to touch their hearts and their lives? And I'm going to say there, but in, you know, in my case too, you know what? Am I spending enough time in Scripture? Because only there will the joy come. Only there with the growth come. Only there with the relationship truly connecting us with God come. It's not up to us to constantly defend it. It's up to us to spend time in it. Mm. Yeah, I was on a soapbox, wasn't I? <laughs> it's okay. It's my show. I guess I can say what I want. The third one that I want to mention is... Are, are you spending more time rebuking others or loving them? If you spend your time rebuking and criticizing and judging everybody else, and it could be based on lifestyle, it could be on identity, because obviously I deal with the sexual identity issues um, within my work. It could be about that, but it could also be about judging whether, you know, they they put out the flowers right on the altar or did they, um, you know, did they bring so, enough food for the fellowship dinner? Are you spending more time judging other people around you and trying to decide if they're Christian enough? Are they being good enough Christians? Are they, you know, doing what you think they should do? Or are you doing what Jesus did and this sister did who was at the feet of Jesus and loving them? Don't you think that there is enough rebuking and banishment and hatred and ugliness in this church world today? I mean, seriously, really? 
And people sometimes think that, you know, they throw a flippant statement out or a judgment or something, and they think, oh, I'm so clever. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, the same stuff has been said thousands of times and often very hatefully. You're not being original. You're not being, you know, you're just being a moral police. And, you know, I don't know. Discernment for yourself is a, is fine, but I don't think that it's up to us to begin to judge and rebuke and criticize every other person as a person and as a Christian. That's not my job. My job, if I want to be in joy with Christ rather than a job for Christ, is to love them, to care for them, to share with them to spend time with them, to lift them up, to encourage them to be the best person they can be, to walk with their Lord, to love him. Now that, I think, is joyful. Really, guys, it gets back to this. Are we more worried about the technicalities of crossing T's and dotting I's, or are we more concerned about falling more deeply, deeply, deeply in love with Jesus? That's the question. So let me leave you with this. What's your answer? What's your answer? Is your Christian walk in life a job or is it a joy well that's what God placed upon my heart as I read and studied this scripture um, it's a wonderful story I would encourage you to go back and read it read the scriptures before it after learn about what's going on contextually um, and and begin to examine it a little bit because there's a lot lot of wonderful things and some things you can pull out of the scripture that I didn't Uh, in this podcast. But that's just what I had on my heart, and I wanted to share it with you today. Okay, well, that's it. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And I just appreciate it so much, and I love just getting to connect with you. Reach out to me if there's any way that I can help you. If you, you know, want to join the Academy, um, you know, contact, contact me if you have any questions. Also, don't forget, I've got the Rainbow Champions coming up in January for only 10 people. This is going to be a great, um, intimate, relationship of coaching and uh, facilitating that we're going to have January, February, March of 2023. And also, I just want to mention, I don't do this very often, but like, hey, if you want to work with me one-on-one, just check out the one-on-one coaching as well. I've got some opportunities there for you. I would love to to help you if I can. You know, I'm just here to serve you. So if there's a way I can do that, please reach out to me. Until next time, heal those hurts, move those mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend.